Welcome to the Agent Survival Guide Podcast. It is Friday, which means we are back with another Friday Five. I am your host, Sarah Rupel. Each week, I scour the news so you don't have to. And then I report back on five things you should know about. So let's get into this week's list. Number one, as far as Medicare regulations and legislation go, well, we are all anxiously awaiting the arrival of the CMS Medicare Advantage and Part D final rule for coverage year 2024. And I have to apologize because in my excitement about all the compliance changes potentially coming to the industry this year, I incorrectly stated that the final rule would be out on Monday, April 3rd. That is not the case. What CMS promised and delivered on that date are the final capitation rates for coverage year 2024, and we will be delving into those in our April 7th episode. To avoid further confusion, we've removed the mention completely from this episode. We regret the error, and we are still looking forward to bringing you that information as soon as it is published. Number two. On Wednesday this week, the Federal Drug Administration announced their approval of Narcan for over-the-counter sale. Narcan is the nasal spray used to revive individuals from an opioid overdose. Prior to approval, Narcan was considered a prescription drug. Now, pharmacies across the country did have the ability to give out naloxone if a customer would ask for it, but adoption was low. So the idea behind what the FDA did this week is allow Narcan to be sold at more places than just pharmacies. Quote, today's action paves the way for the life-saving medication to reverse an opioid overdose to be sold directly to consumers in places like drugstores, convenience stores, grocery stores, and gas stations, as well as online. End quote. Parent company Emergent Biosource put out their own press release, saying that, quote, OTC availability is anticipated by late summer of this year, end quote. Work is still ongoing in the fight against opioids. According to the CDC, in 2021, 106,699 people died from an opioid overdose. Number three. Scammers never take a holiday, and we try to pass along news about those scams when we hear about them. It is a great example of information to share with your clients, whether that's on social media or in your client newsletters. This particular scam warning comes from the Better Business Bureau and involves pop-ups on smart TV sets. These pop-ups inform users that their device isn't working or that they've been logged out of their account. It could be an issue with either the device itself or a subscription to popular streaming services. The pop-up conveniently has a phone number, though, and by calling the phone number, a user will be connected to a scammer. That scammer will either request credit card information, gift cards, or control of the device in order to gain credit card information. Also, with control of the device, they can put malware on it and demand payment in exchange for fixing a problem they created. 
We will have a link to more info on that scam in our notes, so be sure to check those links out and spread the word to your clients. Number four, on Monday this week, Apple released iOS 16.4, and while the .4 might make it seem like it's not a major update, they packed quite a few new features into this version. So this is more like number four and five with all the info that I'll be covering. So first up with the update, voice isolation is now available for cellular phone calls. It was previously only available with FaceTime video and audio calls. I have to shout this out because even with having my own ear issues mostly fixed recently, this feature is epic. Being able to clearly hear someone talking without background noise, echoing, or muffling when you already have hearing issues is a huge help. Next up, and apparently highly requested by Apple users, the ability to merge and delete duplicate photos in their iCloud library. iOS 16 brought this capability to the Apple Photo library, but it was limited to on-device use. Now, users will be able to also go back through their iCloud and do the same. I tend to take a lot of pictures to get just the right one. I am a huge fan of using burst mode, so adding this feature to my iCloud library will likely free up a lot of storage space. The Apple Books app has revived a beloved feature, the skeuomorphic curl effect. In addition to bringing this page turn effect back, users will be able to customize the curl effect transitions, themes, and other animations in the app. New emoji are also available in the update. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but we now have access to a plain pink heart as well as a teal and gray heart. There are left and right hands to give virtual high fives, ginger, a moose, a flute, a jellyfish, and a purple hyacinth. Nothing against hyacinths, but I feel like lavender might have been the better flower choice. And then the last emoji I'll highlight, the shaking face emoji that is meant to display shock, confusion, or disbelief, and I'm not sure that we needed this addition. It feels like someone heard the phrase, I'm shook, and decided that we needed an emoji to go along with that. Also included in iOS 16.4, updates to the Apple Podcasts app. There's a new channels menu option, which groups together podcasts from the same studio, creator, or brand. That is a pretty cool feature to check out for new show recommendations based on ones that you've already listened to and enjoyed. Also new, the Up Next queue now does what the Spotify listening queue does. It keeps recently listened episodes in the queue until a user finishes the episode, marks it off as played, or removes it. New episodes from followed shows appear in the queue as well, and those will populate earlier in the queue as opposed to episodes from a show that a user is not following or hasn't really listened to recently. And then if you have CarPlay, both the Up Next and Browse functions have been added to Apple Podcasts in CarPlay. 
Last but not least, on the Apple front. On Wednesday this week, they announced the date for their Worldwide Developers Conference. WWDC 2023 will be held from Monday, June 5th through Friday, June 9th. The event will be held online, and the keynote address is happening on Tuesday, June 6th, and that is the time when Apple introduces new operating systems for iPhone, iPad, TV, watch, Mac, and there are usually announcements about hardware. Rumors have suggested that we might see an AR or VR headset from Apple in addition to new computers. So we'll be staying tuned for that. Rupel recommends. I did not have the chance to look too closely at what is coming to streaming for April, but I did want to share that I have ventured into the world of the Amazon Kindle. It should be arriving today, so I might talk about that a little bit in future episodes. I have been contemplating this purchase for a while, and now that I've jumped into using OneDrive and Libby, well, I'm more used to reading on a device than reading from a physical book these days. So I will be talking about that here in the coming weeks and also possibly switching things up in this section now that our rebrand is live. And if there's something that you would like to hear more about here on the Friday Five, let us know. You can email the show at asgpodcast at ridderim.com. We have that link for you in the notes. And that is all we have for you this week. Have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing and fact check by Tina Lamaru. Podcast design by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen. 